Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today, we're talking. Nuts. That's right. Those little guys just right there at the heart of it all. It's crunch them, crunch them, and munch them. You can't beat them. And that's the thing. When you say the crunchy nut, you're like, wow, it sounds good. It sounds appetizing. Now think about this. The mushy nut. The soggy nut. The wet <laughs> nut. It just hits different, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like peanut butter. Peanut butter is kind of like a wet nut. I didn't think about that. It turns out the wet nut is good. <laughs> There's also almond milk. That's like a wet nut. Oh my God, it is. Oh man, the world is a different place than it was 60 seconds ago, Natalie. <laughs> I told you about that wet nut. What about the medium nut where it's like in between wet and dry and crunchy? I don't know. Like, it, like, uh, like a Reese's where they put crunchy peanut butter? I don't know. It's just like a perfectly fresh nut that is just like moist. Oh, like one from a tree, just mm-hmm. like or one you find on the ground. Well, I was thinking more like, what if you got a nut and it was just perfectly hydrated? Like, it wasn't wet, but it was, like, plump and youthful. Like, cracking those Christmas nuts? Like, when you see, like, have you seen a cashew? Like, a live cashew? Oh, they're gross. They dangle off the bottom of that little fruit. Yeah, it looks like a potato tomato. It looks like a... It looks like a potato that was really soft and somebody jammed a cashew up its ass. <laughs> it's red, though. It's like It looks more like a bell pepper, maybe, with the cashew stuck in his butt. Yes, yeah, so that cashew is funky, isn't it? There's something wrong with that cashew. Right. Yeah, there is. I don't think that cashews are actually nuts, are they? You tell me. You've got access to the Garbage Brain University research team's entire file on nuts. Right. They have graciously they've graciously provided us with the top dossier. Secret. Yeah, the top secret. There are some nut facts that are here that are top secret. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Now, think... <laughs> Think about this, the very best fact, hidden somewhere in there. Yeah. It's hidden. Uh-huh. That's the nut of the nut. <laughs> right. One of my theories about the world is that everything has a nut. Right. Like, if you have a whole idea, you have a whole business plan, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you have a business plan. What is your business plan? Your business plan is to sell small coffins for people to put their hot dogs in. Yeah, hot dog death, yeah. Uh-huh. And so what the nut of the idea is that nobody has anywhere to put their hot dogs when they're done eating them. Because if you, right? Right. So put that's put them in the trash, your dog is going to eat it. Yeah, so that's the nut of the idea. And I think that everything has a nut. Think about this. Thomas Edison. Sure. Uh-huh. What's his most famous invention? Electricity. The light bulb. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so you could imagine in your mind's eye picking up a light bulb and it's metal and glass and it's got some kind of bake light on the on the bottom to separate the two conductors, right? But really the nut of the light bulb is that little curly whirly inside. Right. That's what lights up. Right. Now they don't do that anymore. Now they're just computer chips. In that case, the computer chip is the nut of the continental light bulb. Right. <laughs> Everything's got a nut. A smoke detector, the nut, it's radioactive. It's just got a little radioactive chunk in there. That's the nut of the smoke detector. I thought the nut of the smoke detector was the screaming noise. That is simply the sound you make when you activate the nut. But that's what you're there for. That's what you want. That's what you're selling to the public is the screeching, screaming noise. Well, think about this. The nut of the TV, right? Uh-huh. So a TV 
is just going to have a nut inside that does all of the functions and then sends all the signals to the screen, right? Right. You could say the nut of the TV is Sesame Street. Well, no, you couldn't even see it if it wasn't for that nut. Right. I think the nut of the TV is the void fill it provides for your empty life. That is absolutely true. That is the nut of the TV. I think I'm better at telling you what the nut of it is. I'm better at identifying a nut. I might... <laughs> I've never been TV centric, but I would say probably uh, about probably round about 15 years ago. Our friends who were maybe a little older than us started to have kids, right? right? And uh, we didn't have any kids yet. And so, you know, we we just occasionally run into our friends' kids. And so you get like a glimpse into the mind of a child, right? And kids are very stupid, but sometimes they say very stupid things that make you think about your life or your life as it relates to other people. And what we had done is we had only rented little tiny apartments and we had this little 13 inch television, right? Uh -huh. And we had these little tiny TVs and then we moved and the place had a living room that was like 12 or 13 feet deep. And we put the little TV at the other end of the room and we couldn't see it. Right. <laughs> and you can't just put the TV right in front of you no. on the couch no. in one end of a, of a pretty large room. 12, 14 feet wide room is pretty big. And uh, so what we did is we got a new TV. We got a 40 inch plasma TV, right? Mm -hmm. And so you stick that sucker 12, 14 feet away. Hey, it looks great, right? Well, a uh, friend came over and brought her son with her and they came in. The kid walks into the living room. He's like maybe four years old or something. He comes in the living room, stands there with his hands on his hips, looks at the TV, looks at us and he looks at the TV and he says, why is the TV not on? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it kind of spoke to the function of the TV at his house, which is to be always on. He'd probably never seen one not on. What's wrong with your TV? It's not playing television. It really, and it's like, if people come over to my house, I turn off the TV, because I'm like, I'm here to listen to you. But that, I, I'm aware <laughs> that that's not normal. I just can't right. concentrate on anything if the TV's on. Yeah, I can't concentrate on stuff when the TV is on, and I get so incredibly distracted, and there are places where I go where it is like someone's house, and they will have the TV on in the background and have it turned on fairly loud, and they just want to talk over it. I don't get it. I'm like, I can't. I can't. We're watching Disney Plus or something? <laughs> <laughs> It's just like screaming Hannah Montana or whatever the fuck it is. And like, you're also talking to me. I can't deal with it. I'm about ready to have a meltdown. <laughs> I'm like really like easy to overstimulate. <laughs> I like to choose my stimulation. That's just the thing. If I get to choose everything I'm doing, I might do two or three things at once, but they're all exactly what I want. And it's in such a way that it enables me as opposed to disabling me. Right. Having iCarly on in the room <laughs> is a great way to make sure that I cannot have a deep conversation with you, man. Right. But I think that people who leave the TV on maybe aren't interested in deep conversations. I will leave that as an exercise in judgment for the reader. Right. Sure. I mean, whatever. <laughs> 
So, Natalie. Yeah. As far as scientists are concerned, what is a nut? What is nut? A nut is a fruit, but you don't know that. It's a fruit. A nut is a fruit? Yeah. Uh huh. That's the most insane start to any sentence I've ever heard. Right. A nut is a fruit consisting of a hard or tough nutshell protecting a kernel, which is usually edible. In general usage and in a culinary sense, a wide variety of dry seeds are called nuts, but in a botanical context, Nut implies that the shell does not open to release the seed. Okay. So, walnuts are nuts because you have to open the walnut to get the walnut out. A pecan is a nut. Yeah. A peanut is a bean, but it also is a nut. It's a bean nut. It's nuts for beans. (laughs) So, there's a bunch of things that are considered to be nuts culinarily, but they are not legally nuts speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Pine nuts. I don't think pine nuts are nuts in my opinion. I feel like you're just, you're rolling the dice and you're eating a pine cone just a little bit there. Yeah. I feel like the discussion of something, whether it's truly a nut or not, like unless you're actually getting into the biology of it, I think it's inconsequential. I feel like every designation is a false construct. Like it's possible that you're not perceiving what truly separates a nut from a not nut. And I think a lot of these classifications are useful to biologists or to people who grow plants or, you know, people who study nutrition or things like that. But I find that these uh, sort of gotcha type things, like when you say, check out that frog and somebody says, that's a toad, it's not a frog. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like those gotcha type things are just like little traps for little Neil Tysons. Right, right. It's just sometimes people like the little gotcha. Does it matter? Does it matter what it is? Uh, it doesn't. When, when you were campaigning, you said you wouldn't put us in a giant blender, but now you're president. Now we're in the blender. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you had to get you in the blender somehow. Yeah, we'll tell you a little story. I tricked you. What am I going to say? Hit the, <laughs> hit the switch, Joe. <laughs> so a seed is kind of like a nut, right? That is the fertilized ovule of a plant. Okay. And so, botanically speaking, a nut is a fruit with a woody or a carp. And so, that is the strictest definition of it. Okay. So, I don't think that a cashew would be a nut because the cashew hangs out the bottom of the little fruit, right? And then you just pick it off. But there's like toxins somewhere in there. You have to do a bunch of funky stuff. But then you can eat the fruit also. You can eat the cashew I know that I've seen like cashew fruit soda stuff like that but it's like something that they don't have here cashew fruit is like one of those things where they can't transport it yeah because it rots so fast like there's a lot of those kind of tropical fruits that just do not transport very well yeah i think it's cool to know what you're eating and to know what part of it like i mean look a lot of us grew up eating like canned food right right i was seriously like i don't know i was somewhere in my 20s when it really hit me that i was like when you eat plants that's just like like, that just grow and you pull it up and then you eat that. <laughs> it's like, that's fucked up, man. Right, right. It's like when you go in the bathroom and you look at the mirror and you're like, I'm the guy that's in there. I can't believe I'm in here the whole time. Right. I always think about how I don't see myself nearly as much as other people do. Yeah. You ever think about that? Do you ever think about any kind of mannerisms you just don't even know you have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. It's I have like, no idea. So when I used to go to the gym, like I, I think a lot of people do this. Most of the people at the gym, I didn't know their names. Uh-huh. Even if I'd like see them all the time and I'd nod at them or I'd maybe even just like chat very lightly with them. I, I generally didn't know their names because look, I'm who I am and I live in the suburbs. The suburban people want to establish that I'm nice and not a threat, but they don't want to get to know me. Right. That's okay. Right. That's okay. I will chat with people and they don't they don't have anything to say to me and I don't have anything to say to them. I'll small talk with people though. But there'll be like a guy who'll look like Stephen King. I'll be like, Stephen King's in the house. <laughs> Yeah, you name people. I always name people too. The, yeah, there was uh, there like there was somebody who would always show up and and just to make this clear, this was like iPod era, iPod era, definitely. Like everybody had iPod. You could get an iPod for $30 and it would hold 1 million songs at this point in right, history. Right. And they would take a disc man and I'd be like, it's disc man. <laughs> like a disc man with like the headphones, the guys wearing in the thing. <laughs> Like those old original Walkman headphones, they had those. Just like all the little people, there was some lady that used to show up and she would put 10 pounds on all the machines and she would do like 1,000 reps and she'd do it until the machine lost all its grease. <laughs> and it'd be like, re 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 a squeaker. Squeaker, okay. <laughs> I know there's the one guy who um, is always around the neighborhood who is some old guy with gray hair and you always tell me that he is Jay Maskus. You'll text me and yeah. be like, oh, Jay Maskus is at the park. <laughs> yeah, and the reason why I call him Jay Maskus is not just because he has long hair. He also wears a purple t-shirt all the time. He also wears like a purple t-shirt <laughs> and like shorts. He's mega casual, but he's always, he's always doing something that is not something that like normal 50 year old guys do. Like he has a little tiny razor scooter and he scoots around on it. That's because he probably has a DUI. I see him walking and stuff. I he mean, has he a has. DUI. You see him driving? Well, I would never see him driving because I'm always walking. Yeah. I see people driving sometimes. I saw him once sitting on the patio of hula hands. Whenever I see an old guy riding around downtown on, on a BMX bike, he has a DUI. But that's just where I come from, where everyone on a bike has a DUI. That's why they're on the bike. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the universe sent you a message if you get a DUI. Right. <laughs> you know, you have all this bad stuff happen and you're doing bad stuff and dangerous stuff and now you get to ride a bike around you get to walk around i feel like you've changed your life and you should like you should accept it you should also stop drinking but like also you got a chance to do something cool instead of be a fucking driver of a car yeah yeah i can see that i can see that i just there is just something different about living in a small town in a depressed area that will permanently change your brain and the way you think about things that happen right but that's one of the ones that always pops up with me. Whenever I see some guy on a bike, I'm like, ah, you got busted, huh, buddy? <laughs> busted. I don't care if he's wearing one of those little outfits. He got busted. <laughs> I don't care you if he's can... a Peloton. Yeah. Alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a respectable man who is responsible, you'd be driving right now. You'd be honking. You'd be honking at that guy on the bike. Indelib- calling him a drunk. <laughs> 
indelibly written on your brain. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I've never gotten a bike. I just know you're gonna judge me. You're gonna think I'm a. I'm I mean, an who got busted? Who got busted? No. I used to love riding a bike. I used to really, really love it. But it is like in the last twenty or thirty years, there's like so many more people, and I live in the city now, and so there's all kinds of rules about how you ride a bike. If you're in a small town, there's just not that many rules about it. You can just ride your bike wherever you want, as long as you don't like ride through someone's yard or ride up the stairs to the courthouse, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't like the city style of bike riding where it's like, you still got to stay in the bike lane. You have to go in a certain direction. You got to do this and that. You got to wear a helmet. Like, just Once takes every, all the enjoyment yeah. out of bike riding. Once every two weeks, you got to have a close call. Right, right. You, and it's just like, they put you in the bike lane where someone is just automatically going to open their car door into your path like every single time. Yeah, well, they do it, they do it to punish you. Mm-hmm, right. When I was a kid, I would just ride the bike on the sidewalk and if I saw someone ahead of me, I would slide down someone's driveway and then ride like two or three houses in the street and then get yeah. back on the sidewalk and just go yeah. around people. It was like no problem. Everyone loved it. I loved it. I didn't have to worry about cars coming up behind me. I didn't have to worry about any of that shit. And I never wore a helmet, baby. This is me being a boomer right now though. I'm like, ah, fucking helmets, but I don't I don't want to wear a helmet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd, just, I'd rather not well, ride a bike. It's... <laughs> If you if you say I would rather not ride a bike than wear a helmet, but the consequence of that is that you don't ride a bike, mm-hmm. then that's totally that's totally fine. You if have I to... lived in a small town, if I lived in a small town that had hardly any people and there was no traffic, I would ride a bike with no helmet on. Uh, no, you can't. You can't do it. Can't do it. If I lived in a town with a thousand people in it and no one ever was fucking driving anywhere, death comes for us all. <laughs> anyway, what's your favorite nut? Easy. Almond. Almonds? Yeah. Almonds are not mine. They're not my favorites. They're like not very exciting to me. I think I like almost any nut more than almonds. They're pretty dry. The flavor of them to me is dry. I like raw ones and I like roasted ones. I like uh, ground almonds. Those are a great ingredient. I like when you get almond slivers in a salad. I like when you get almond slivers or whole almonds in rice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like almonds and rice. I'm, I'm not saying I don't like almonds. I'm just saying like I like almost any other nut more than that. I think almonds are a great choice for fruit and nut combo too. Like if you get those little chunks of dried fruit and you mix that up with almonds. Now I've already gone off on my idea for the snack, which is you get raisins and you salt them. Nobody's making salty raisins. Salty raisins are delicious, yeah. I've talked about this before. Folks, if you never tried them, raisins, dump them out in a little bag. Get some popcorn salt. You can't just use Morton, and you can't use those big old flakes. Right, you have to get the popcorn salt. You gotta get popcorn salt, shake it on there. If it doesn't stick, hit it with the the world's smallest amount of Pam. (laughs) Yeah, just a hint. Canola oil. Or just do a little huff on them. Oh, really? Does that work? Condensation. Humidity, up the humidity. Whatever you do, whatever you can do to get the salt to to stick, I swear to God, that's the nut snack. <laughs> salted almonds, the best nut snack. <laughs> no, the salted raisins, but we're talking nuts, but salted raisins are the nut. Now you see, the nut also means the best possible case. Yeah. The best possible case. What's the nut candy bar? I'm not talking about Almond Joy. I'm talking about what is the best candy bar. That's not Almond Joy. Kinder Buenos. Sure, I believe it. I think those are pretty good. They're up there. Fruit and nut Cadbury bars probably also. What is your favorite nut? Macadamia nuts. That's psycho. 
<laughs> macadamia nuts are so good. I don't buy them because they are so fucking expensive. And I will just sit there and eat the whole jar. Now they're good, but macadamia nuts is like crunchy butter. Macadamia nuts are so good. They have the little saltiness to it. They're like slightly sweet. They are like, they kind of remind me of Brazil nuts a little bit in their oil content. I also like Brazil nuts a lot. They're super fatty. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, it makes you kind of feel like you were eating out the Crisco jar. Yeah, it kind of gleeks a little bit when you chum down on it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's just like the Brazil nuts. The Brazil nuts are real greasy like that too. Um, I also like um, what I feel is the sleeper hit of nuts, the pecan. Yeah. Like you talk about putting almonds on a salad, you put walnuts on a salad. I'm... I want to talk to you about pecans. I think they're fine. I think they got a surface area superiority. Yeah, if you get like a lightly salted pecan, delish, delish. I think pecan pie is a winner. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I make the best pecan pie that anyone's ever had. Oh, maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> Some things I'm better at than everybody else, and that's one of them. Pecan pie. Deal with it, man. Bow down. I mean, I, ass <laughs> I assume we're not. Uh, am I allowed to say peanut? Yeah, you is can peanut say in the running. Peanuts are for cowards. You see, I feel like the thing is, I feel like people now they leave out peanuts. I think peanuts are in the lurch. What kind <laughs> of what kind of nuts do you think reptilians like? Probably something perverted. I bet they like to crack human skulls. Probably eat buckeyes. Oh shit, that's worse. <laughs> that's worse than human brains. I told you it's something perverted. It's a nut that no one wants to eat. Oh, nut. buckeyes is so gross. Have you ever popped one off a tree? Have I ever popped a buckeye off a tree? I was born in Ohio, baby. I've been in Ohio for fucking too long. I was born in a pile of buckeyes. So the buckeye fruit, and I don't know if it, I don't know if this is actually the fruit. Maybe the nut is the fruit. The I'm fruit still. Is the nut of the fruit. Oh my God. The fruit I'm still... nut is fruit. Oh my God. <laughs> I still feel a little bit like I stepped out of a washing machine on that one. <laughs> So the, I don't know, the exocarp, the endocarp of the buckeye nut is like this spiky testicle. It is testicle shaped, but it is spiky at the same time. Mm -hmm. Not spiky like a cactus. Spiky like a testicle. But but spiky like a, a, a cucumber. If a cucumber had very hard spikes, very pronounced hard spikes. Yeah. So you, you got to open it up. And of course, the best way to do that is to either whip it at the pavement or scooch it on the pavement with your shoe. Uh -huh. Just stomp on it. Yeah, yeah. And then that that outside kind of soft stuff breaks apart and the buckeye nut is inside. And that thing is greasy. <laughs> is it greasy or is it just oh, shiny? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's greasy. <laughs> It'll make, you know, you know what touching a buckeye nut is like? Have you ever been at an old person's house and they're always lotioning up their hands and you go to grab the doorknob to like open up the bathroom and there's a lotion all over the doorknob. <laughs> That's how greasy a buckeye is. Yeah, yeah. They don't taste good. They're all full of tannins. Right. I don't know if they're poisonous, but the, the tannins in there is like, don't eat me. I'm sure that if you like boiled them for like hours and hours and hours, you might be able to eat them. I think we may have talked about this briefly in the Conquer episode. <laughs> the Conquer episode? Yeah. We didn't have an episode about conkers. We had those kids would take the conkers and drill them out and womp them on each other. Yeah. It's a Brit. It's a British thing. Yeah, it sounds like it. Conkers. Yeah, they they go in their little suits and shorts and they whip their nuts at each other. Right. <laughs>
Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about some different kinds of nuts. You wanted to talk about almonds. My favorite, yeah. By the way, if you're in the Discord, shout out what is your favorite nut. Tell us why. <laughs> why? Tell us why. That's the nut. <laughs> The nut of the, the Discord is when you tell us what you like. The nut <laughs> of the nut of the topic is the why. Don't just type the name of the nut. If you're not in the Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity is the way to get in. But get in there, tell us what nut you like and why. This episode, speaking of the Discord, was suggested by the elegant Baby Rose, who not only suggested it once, but suggested it twice. Hey, if you want to learn about nuts, you want to learn about nuts, and I can hardly fault someone for being nuts about nuts. <laughs> she loves nuts. <laughs> She's probably chowing down on some nuts right now. Shout I don't out to blame Baby her. Rose. <laughs> you got to get the nuts. Right. So almonds have been a popular nut for a long time. They were domesticated in the early Bronze Age, which was like 3000 BC. <laughs> Before that, they roamed around in packs. Right, they were wild nuts. They would just like, <laughs> there's one, right? <laughs> they had almonds in King Tut's tomb, and so they were like really into it. Like whenever you think about old timey, like ancient. Natalie. What? Imagine being the first Italian guy to go in and try to loot the pyramid or the first British guy because the Italians looted the Sudanese pyramids and mm -hmm. the, the British looted the Egyptian pyramids, right? Right. Imagine being the first guy to move those big heavy blocks and shine your lantern inside and you're the first guy since the ancient Egyptians to see Tut's Nuts. <laughs> There they are, looking right at you. I wonder if they were all shriveled up from being so old. They were not. Maybe they were just like ugly. You know how when you see pictures of what corn used to look like? Yeah. I wonder what almonds used to look like. They probably looked weird and sad. Oh, they were probably little and like real long. <laughs> yeah, like the shell on them, you probably needed like a drill to get into it. Yeah. Real thick. <laughs> you ever order, you need a fruit or something and you're getting some other stuff. So you put like a, like a lemon in your Amazon cart and you open it and the whole thing's peel. It's just got like <laughs> yeah. a little marble sized bit of lemon pulp in the middle and the rest of it's peel for some reason. Got took, yeah. Yeah, it was probably one of those Amazon almonds. Right. <laughs> I like almonds, and I liked, I, you know what I like is almond baked goods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, old friend of mine, his mother made the most amazing cookies I've ever had in my life. They were like, seriously, like the absolute number one best cookies I've ever had and they were like these almond cookies and they were made of nothing but almond and sugar and I made the mistake one time of asking for the recipe of it and my friend who was married to my friend gave me the recipe and it was like get a 50 pound sack of fresh raw almonds and then hand peel them by hand <laughs> and toast them and create your own almond flour. And I was like, it, it would take me like days of getting even to the point where I made the cookies. But oh, yeah. it really explained to me why they were the fucking best cookies I ever had. Yeah, it's why you're never going to have them again. Because somebody has to spend a week making them. Right. Oh, and they were just perfect. They were like so unassuming looking. They were just like little circles. And they were flat. They, they didn't have any They looked kind of, like nothing. They looked like nothing. 
But they were the fucking most delicious, perfect cookies I have ever had. I'll probably try to make them sometime. I think I've gotten better at baking. I think I might be brave enough to do it now. Did you know about Brazil nuts? Brazil nuts, I think, don't get enough love. That's not something that you see, like, in a can on the shelf as much as other nuts. I feel like they used to they used to mix Brazil nuts in when they would do mixed nuts, and they just they don't do it anymore. I think people are like pistachio heads now. Right, Brazil nuts are really big, and so if you put them in with the mixed nuts, it kind of like takes up a lot of space. It doesn't look right. I can't. I honestly, I know that I've eaten them. I don't remember what they tasted like. Those were in the days where you get the big bag of nuts, and you and your dad would sit there and just like crack them with the nutcracker and right. sit there and eat nuts. Right. The old guys really like that for some reason my grandmother always had a bowl of nuts in the shell like a walnut in the shell and almonds in the shell and the brazil nuts in the shell the filberts what are those hazelnuts yeah but she kept them on on the table in the basement and so when she was doing stuff in the basement kitchen like making sauce or whatever we would just sit there and crack nuts i think maybe in old times they stayed fresher yeah right by keeping them in the nut but then you have to commit to eating raw nuts but also i think it also slows your roll a little bit like if you just have a bowl of cracked nuts that are just all salted you just like slide them right down your gullet right that's that's right you know think about this and this could be a million dollar idea everybody loves pasta when your grandma was in the kitchen Right. What's she making? She's making sauce and sauce. she's making pasta, right? right? Yeah. Think about the the way to eat pasta is to get your fork and to twirl it. And more and more pasta twirls up on your fork and you have a big ball of pasta and you eat that mm, all at once. Right. Oh. right. Sharks, my invention is the pasta nut. <laughs> oh, okay. Hit me. Have you ever, sharks, have you ever wanted to eat pasta but more slower? The pasta nut allows you to put one pasta inside of every nut, which you must crack to eat. <laughs> Not only does it slow your pasta consumption, but it keeps the pasta fresher. Right, right. Pasta is organically grown inside each nut. <laughs> I used to always like pecans in the, in the cracky nuts, too, when you crack them. Yeah, raw pecan, sure. I like the raw nuts. I think they're fine. They have that little wang to them. You get the full greasiness of the nuts. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if you take anything and you toast it and you cover it in salt and oil, of course it's going to be good. Yeah. I feel like in the mixed shelled nuts or unshelled nuts, you get to understand the true vibe of the individual nuts. You, you have to take them as they are. There's no salt. Right. There's no male yard reaction. You get just it's the just subtleties of each nut. Taking the raw nut. The subtle nut. <laughs> you know, when you're chugging raw nut in the basement. <laughs> you can really appreciate the little subtle notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Brazil nuts grow on a brazil nut tree obviously but it is a big ass tree they are about 160 feet tall and the trunk could be up to six or seven feet in diameter jesus christ and brazil nuts can live for 500 years and sometimes they are a thousand years old i had no idea that's a gigantic tree uh-huh. yeah how do you get the nuts uh a hundred feet up off the tree 160 feet up you probably just catch them i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you have to cut down a second tree and use that tree to make a pole that is as long as the tree. I say you probably stand underneath it and just like 
shake it. Or maybe you have someone else climb up and shake it and you, you stay underneath with like a tarp. Oh, buddy. Any of those videos, I don't like watching those videos where they're like, how is this... How is this harvested? And then it's always a guy climbing up the tree barefoot. Right. And he goes like 800 feet into the air. And they're like, why are you scared? He's like, this is the only thing I can do to eat. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I think that a lot of other people don't have as much fear of death as we do. I think fear of death is a modern invention that is not serving us. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna hard disagree with that. I think death is the main thing to be feared of. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the thing is sometimes they sometimes they're like a sign of anxiety is fearing death. Well, I mean, look, fear is just a general signal that tells you to avoid something. And I think avoiding death has done me pretty well so far. Right. But no one is able to avoid death. You've been able to avoid accidentally dying, but death is inevitable. So there's no reason to fear it. You have to look forward to it like any other phase of your life. I refuse to look forward to it. We can have a different opinion on that. Sure. Okay. Well, it's not that I'm afraid of it. I'm just going to avoid it. But also you can be like, ah, I don't know, man. I think I might die. If I do that, I might die. Bad idea. I think the fear of death is pretty good. And also, I think saying that Americans have any fear of death may be incorrect. If you look at the way that people drive their cars or go to crowded concerts with no mask on in the middle of two pandemics. Right. Three pandemics. <laughs> There's that other new one. <laughs> Yeah, don't want to be a bummer, but Americans not only have a fear of death, Americans have a fear of you if you have fear of death. Well, that's what I'm saying is their fear of death is so intense that even acknowledging the existence of death is enough to make people mad. Yeah, that's actually a key thing that you do if you're in marketing is you never mention death because people turn off. People don't want to spend money all of a sudden. Right. You never want to bring that up. Right. Meh. I'm just at peace with it. I've died before and I'll die again. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I'm I'm at peace with the inevitability. I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying, I will choose to avoid it, and I will choose to recognize my brain's afraid. If my brain is like, I'm afraid because I think that might cause death. I'm like, okay, cool, I got you. Right. The brain is like the best organ in the body, hands down, because. You know, say what you will about your arms and legs or your spleen or, or, you know, your gallbladder or your cecum. Yeah. That little part of your intestine that holds all the goop. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of little nooks and crannies on the body. But the brain is great because the brain is like driving the car, right? You're in the car, you're driving the car, and you look over in the passenger seat, but you're also there watching the brain. You're like, hey, turn here, and then the brain driving the car doesn't turn here. Right. I, do you think that the brain is even the source of your thoughts? I don't think that it is. I mean, I think that it's less certain than most people agree it is. I think there's a chance that some of your experience comes from within the brain, but I think that's why we often have the experience of suddenly feeling like, oh, wow, I'm in my body because you're not really. Right. I think that there are some thoughts that originate in your brain, but those thoughts are like, I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. My arm hurts. Right. Those okay. are the thoughts that come from your brain. But I think that when it comes to the ideas that are like, I'm going to write a novel, 
or I have a great idea for uh, a new business, or I am going to make some art, or whatever. I think those are thoughts that originate somewhere else. Because those are goals that have nothing to do with the well-being of your me car. It has nothing to do with the maintenance of like your body and your brain and, and your systems, right? It as serving something else. Well, sure. And I also think that your brain is probably responsible for some things because you can do things with your me car, like exercise, that then put you in a better mood and make you more receptive or maybe make you smarter or maybe make you kinder and more patient. Right. And so I think there's some interaction happening there for sure, but... I think that there's two separate things going on. I think that there is stuff going on in your brain and stuff that is not part of your brain. Like, how many times have you said in your head, oh, I need to do this thing, and then you just don't do it? Yeah. If it was if it was all coming from your brain, don't you think that your brain would be like, I need to do this thing, and your body would be like, do it, do it, do it, and it would just do it? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying that humans have this unique experience of, you know, theoretically being in control and then also like being a passenger in their own brain and watching their brain not do what they want. And then they are also the brain. So they are also like, you know, you're driving the car, but you're also watching yourself driving the car, but you're also the car. Right, right. And so I think that duality or or triplex or whatever uh, of experience cannot originate you know purely by mechanical means there's at least something quantum happening right, if, right. if not extra dimensional or spiritual however you choose to look at it i think it's all the same thing so natalie tell me about fucking cashews cashews four million tons of cashews are produced globally that is insane because they are so expensive they're too expensive they're so i never eat them because they're so fucking expensive right they grow them in the ivory coast in india those are the main places that grow them they can use the shells to make lubricants waterproofing paints etc etc there's a fruit that is attached to the nut called the cashew apple and you can make uh drinks out of it you could ferment it and make liquor out of it, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then they have the little nuts, man. That's the story of cashews. I think that they're just expensive because they come from so far away. I like cashews. Cashews are up there on, on the list of nuts for me. They're good, but I just, I can't buy them because it's like they're so good. You are in a fugue state. You go into a fugue state and you look up and your cashews are almost gone and you've spent $13 on cashews. Right, right. I am, you know what? The main reason I am not a nut eater is because they're expensive and they are like one of those foods where if you like space out and eat too much, it is going to be like a thousand calories. You know, I've I've been I really did not eat very many nuts, but I've been a nut head lately and I've been getting the raw almonds. I've been getting the raw almonds because right. it doesn't trigger me into going into a fugue state. Because, I mean, you can feel it. If you get something that just triggers you into eating, like, more than you intend. And, like, any food, think about this, any food that tricks you into eating an unreasonable amount of it is probably one of the only foods that you can say that is unhealthy. Right. And it is not unhealthy because of the fats or carbohydrates or proteins or minerals in it. It's unhealthy because it was created by humans to trick you into eating as much as possible so you buy more of it faster. Right. These are tricks. They're traps devised by man. Right. Right. And so, uh, you know, roasted salted almonds, this is devious. 
You can't eat that. Those raw almonds, eat like 10 raw almonds. You're like, I'm good. And I I got what I came for. I wanted right. to eat almonds. I ate some almonds. I don't feel sick. You know, if you eat a whole little can of that, that's like eating a Himalayan salt lamp. Right. <laughs> you know what the worst food is in terms of like regret? Like how many you eat and then you see what you did. You see the damage done. In What's my that? opinion, the worst one of all time is Triscuits. Oh, God, no. Triscuits. First of all, Triscuits straight up are like, this is the most devious food created. There's four ingredients. It's like electrocuted wheat or something. Right. It's wheat and salt and like vegetable oil or something. That's it. But it's like half vegetable oil. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. People feel guilty. People will get something and and they like it and then they feel guilty. But you don't need to feel guilty. If you get a box of Triscuits and you eat the whole box of Triscuits, you can be unhappy, but don't feel guilty. They made them on purpose to make you eat them all so you have to buy more. They tricked you. Right. They tricked you. And if when you're done you don't feel good, then you don't actually like them. I don't actually like Triscuits. I love them. I think that they're delicious. That's why I hate them so much. It's because the serving size of Triscuits is like four Triscuits. No one's going to eat four Triscuits. I, I will absolutely maintain. I think there's so many things. I think it, any meat or, or fruit or vegetable or bread or pasta, just these things that are like reasonable foods... These foods that humans made for other humans to eat with love. Right. Like any of that, totally fine. Fucking Triscuits are, are devious. It's right. like the, it's like Yakubian. <laughs> Did you know that walnuts are the oldest known tree food? No. How old are they? 10,000 B.C. I'm sure that people were eating them before that. Animals were eating them before that. They ha they had to be eating them before that, but that's magnificent. Did you know that hazelnuts are also called filbers? I called them filbers earlier this episode. You knew that already. I knew it, and it's the guy from from Rocco. What a great name for that little turtle, too. Right, right. They are uh, the official nut of Oregon. I thought that was D.B. Cooper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you know that ancient Greeks thought that you could treat coughing and baldness with hazelnuts? That sounds about right. You know, they were really good at logic and math and not so good at coughing. They were great at coughing, probably. <laughs> Did you know that there's six cities in the United States named Peanut? No. Peanut. I live in Peanut. Now, they mostly grow peanuts in the south, yeah, so it's true. probably peanut Arkansas, peanut Alabama and stuff. Let me look up and find out what they are. Six cities called peanut. Okay, these are the peanut cities. Already? Are you ready? Yeah. Peanut, California. Lower peanut, Pennsylvania. Upper peanut, Pennsylvania. No. Peanut, Pennsylvania. Three of these oh are Oh, my God. Peanut, Tennessee. And peanut, West Virginia. No, really? None of them in the damn yeah. peanut states? No. They just like them. Peanut, Georgia? I would have thought Peanut, Georgia. I bet you that Peanut, Pennsylvania is probably near Hershey, if I'd guess. That's fine. Um, is it where they make Mr. Peanuts? Is that what it is? It's near, uh, it's near Pittsburgh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So what did you learn today about nuts? I learned that I'm nuts for nuts. The nut of the nut is the fruit, and the fruit is the nut of the fruit. Yeah. I learned that nuts are great. Everyone loves nuts. If you don't like nuts, 
shout out in the Discord and say, Yuckadelphia, I never eat nuts. Here's a paragraph why. <laughs> I want to hear why. What's your problem with it? You know who is nuts for life insurance? Corey Grella. But you know what? She's here to insure you against any nut-related injuries, catastrophes. You know, your premium is just the icing on the nut. The nut of the policy is that they protect you for anything nuts that might happen. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it, please? I love to get it. You know what the capital of nuts in Ohio is? Ohio's nut capital? Harlem Township. They have at least 35 different nuts there. I should have known. I should have known. They have whatever kind of nuts you want. Buckeyes. Buckeyes are in the horse chestnut family. I'm sure there's some other horse chestnuts around. Regular chestnuts, around. probably. Probably regular chestnuts. Almonds, peanuts. I, I don't know. Now, see, I was going to say I don't know about almonds, but the thing that they always say about almonds is it takes four gallons of water to make one almond. <laughs> That's why, yeah, right. And if they grew anywhere, they'd grow in a place with a giant reservoir. So Oh, they stay wet in Harlem Township. Wet, that's, wet. That's a selling point. Harlem Township, the wettest township in Delaware County, Central Ohio. The last nice place in Ohio. Well, whether you're in Ohio or not, you can subscribe to us. Patreon.com slash GarbageBrainUniversity. That gets you access to over 150 episodes you've never heard. Our live trivia game. Our Discord where you type what nut you want. <laughs> and much, much more. Thanks again to Baby Rose for suggesting nuts twice. That's right. You can put that right on the Discord. Hey, you know, give her credit. She actually posted it in like 2021 and we didn't do an episode on nuts and she came back and she's like, didn't, yeah. did not say anything negative, just went into the topic suggestion channel and just said nuts. Just super polite. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Baby Rose. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again very soon. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.